Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, can I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? Wolfen down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolfen Luke. And does this smell good? Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right, it is noon. It is Friday. Wolf, did you know it's Friday? It's Friday. Yeah, baby. Aaron Maloney is here, as always, with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. Aaron? The Phoenix Suns lost to the Mavericks last night, 123-113. Devin Booker had 35 points, while Luka Doncic dropped 41. So what happened? Here's Suns head coach Frank Vogel after the game. Well, we didn't start the third quarter uh, with enough attentiveness, and... Um, yeah, obviously, we gave up that 15-0 or 16-0 run, you know, so uh, we had some lost possessions offensively, and then, you know, Luca got going. Luca against the five-man is, uh, is a difficult coverage, you know, and he, he burned us three straight times on it, and we had a transition three and a offensive rebound three, you know, that, uh, you know, led to that run. Um, so we got to be better there, and, you know, obviously, uh, we did get a little too stagnant uh, offensively with, with iso ball, but we just, we didn't execute what we were looking to do. Well, were you disappointed with what you saw from the Phoenix Suns last night in their first game back from the All-Star break? Yeah, look, I, I mean, I will admit that I'm more disappointed because it was Dallas. I, I'm, I'll just be I'm just being honest with myself and it happens to be on the air. If that had happened against Boston or something, like, yeah, okay, I would see parts of the game that I wanted fixed. Anytime you give up a 33-9 to run, I don't know how you could be happy with that. But to me, it's heightened because it was against Dallas. Yeah, for me, I was disappointed. There's no doubt about it. Again, so much of this has got to do with my expectation for my beloved Phoenix Suns. <laughs> I just, I, the expectation because of their talent level and because of Frank Vogel and because of the Royce O'Neal acquisition and what I think that is going to do to them because of some of the moves they've made to become more physical, to become tougher. I have an expectation and that expectation probably needs to be readjusted. And last night was the beginning, I think, of that readjustment. Our Sanderson Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com, and it asks, who is the most hated Suns rival at the moment? <laughs> who would you like to embrace your full Isaiah Stewart on? So, Luka Doncic and the Mavericks, LeBron yes. James and the Lakers, Paul George and the Clippers, Draymond Green and the Warriors, or other? I don't know how this is any answer other than Luca. My then why Luka. are you going to Cabo with him, Book? <laughs> it didn't seem to hurt Book. What did he have? Like 30, 35? I just told night? you guys. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that was over but, five but seconds ago. How much did Luca have? I'm like a goldfish. Uh, more than that. Yeah. Thanks. 41, I Thanks believe. for raining on my parade. Was it like one rebound shy of a triple double, wasn't it? No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's Luca. Yeah, I know. Okay, just, well, you didn't officially vote. It's still, um, you know what? They came out, they were tougher in the second half, the Mavericks. They were tougher in the second half than the Phoenix Suns. That that hangs in the air. They won the game, came out with a resolve to come out in the third and start competing, and that challenge was not met by the Phoenix Suns. And that bothers me. I can tell it bothers you. Because that wasn't at all the question. Yeah, that wasn't one. Who is the Suns' biggest rival? Is it Luca? Is it Draymond? Is it LeBron? 
it Paul George it's or is it Other? Themself. Oh, I love uh, that. Oh, That's Other. Also, point. Other. I love that. It is themselves. Wow. Okay. They're beating themselves and they're not bringing it. It just okay. drives I me nuts. They have that. this talent. Now they've got to tap into it consistently. 67% said Luka Doncic, 24% Draymond Green, 7% LeBron James, 2% Other, 1% Paul George. But Wolf, honestly, if your option was up there, I think it would be running away from the Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, if, if, you, if you could put Suns in Other, that's I could see that number going up a little bit. I'd have that second behind Luka, but ahead of everybody else. Detroit Pistons center Isaiah Stewart has been suspended three games without pay by the NBA after Phoenix Suns center Drew Eubanks said he was sucker punched by Stewart when the two were entering Footprint Center prior to the February 14th game. Were you kind of surprised that it was just three games? Yeah. Uh, Must I mean, have not been that bad of a sucker punch. Maybe it's because it was a soft punch, as Drew Eubanks said. I don't know. Yeah, I was a little surprised. I mean, anytime you get the authorities involved, you expect at least, I don't know, five. I don't know what the cutoff is for a player getting arrested for hitting another player before a game. I was going to say six. Okay. Six games right there. Double what he actually got, a three-game suspension. The man was arrested, was he not? Yep. <laughs> yeah. He, he was arrested. Before the game, right? Yep. Am I remembering this correctly? You can yep. also make the case that suspending a guy and telling him, hey, you don't have to play for the Pistons for a week is almost a, <laughs> is a reward instead of a punishment. The Ari- yeah, I was surprised, Mel. The Arizona Diamondbacks play their first spring training game of the year against the Rockies today. First pitch is at 110 at Salt River Fields, and Tommy Henry will be on the mound. What do you guys want to see from the D-backs in Cactus League? It's, it's just I'm so ready just for baseball. We had the the Padres Dodgers game on because it was it was the only game yesterday, right? We had it in the studio and the Dodgers were up eight nothing in the first inning. It hit me, Wolf, walking out of here. Of course, the Dodgers would be up eight nothing in the first inning of a spring training game. They're playing their best baseball the furthest possible point away from the playoffs. That's the Dodgers' way, right? But now we get actual, like, D-backs. You get to see the Rockies. I know you love watching the Rockies play. stop it. And I think Ivan Melendez is in the lineup today, too, which is, like, my prospect I'm watching this year. There you go. You know what, Mel? More than anything else, I want to see them stay healthy. I think it is so important. I know it's a cop-out. It is. But... I don't care. Mm -hmm. Spring training has no impact whatsoever in regard to a baseball team going out and getting back into the postseason, maybe winning the World Series. Spring training, I'm sorry. It doesn't. If there was a carryover, how many times have you seen a player in spring training go 0 for 25, and yet the first game, the first month of the season, he's lighting it up. It just, these guys are working on so many different things. You don't know where their head is. There's no carryover whatsoever from spring training to the regular season, in my opinion. I know you're right, but what are you going to say when I tell you Gabby Moreno's batting third today? Okay, you know, and I'm going to love that. (laughs) I'm going to love that. I want to see Gabby Moreno be healthy coming out of spring training. I'm with you. I'm with you. The NFL Draft is inching closer as the NFL Combine gets underway next week. So if Marvin Harrison Jr. is not there at number four for the Cardinals, should they go with a different wide receiver or a tackle? Here's NFL Draft analyst Daniel Jeremiah yesterday. I would take I, I would take one of the wideouts personally. I think I think if you just look purely off of grade and not um, you know positional value, I tweeted this out the other day, I think you could make a case the three highest graded players in this draft are those three receivers. Um, they are outstanding. I think they're all going to be number one guys uh, where they go. So to you guys, if Marvin Harrison Jr. is not there at number four, are you 
taking a different wide receiver at number four? Are you taking a tackle at number four? Or are you trading back? Taking another receiver? Well, (laughs) I'm taking another receiver unless I know definitively I can get one of those receivers by trading down like four spots. You know what I mean? Like if it's like, hey, I want Roma doing Nothing in life is guaranteed. I know. You're the GM. I keep learning You're getting calls. What's going on? I I just want the receiver. I want one of those top three receivers. So whatever path I have to take to get one of those top three receivers. Yeah, it's all based on what what is somebody offering me for the number four spot? What, What are they offering? And that's, I'm sure, going to factor into this with Monty Austin for it. But to me, all things being equal, if Marvin Harrison Jr. is not there, I'm going Roma Dunze. You take him over neighbors? I kind of think I would, too. I'm taking Roma Dunze. Yeah. He reminds me of Fitz. Man, everybody's making that comparison. Well, Marvin Harrison Jr. reminds me of Fitz, too. A taller version of Fitz. I think there's part, because I've seen that comparison a million places now, with the Dunze especially. But it's like, and nothing against the Dunze, but there was an element that Fitz brought to the Cardinals that had nothing to do with what he did on the field, too. You know what I mean? Uh, All right, that was Wolfing Down Your Lunch. Thank you, Aaron. As always, uh, when we come back, the Suns did fall to the Mavericks in their first game back from the All-Star break last night. Why did this game leave a mark? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hey, it's Vince Murata. Join us Monday morning. We'll review how the Suns did against LeBron, AD, and the Lakers. Starting at 6 a.m. here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, welcome back to the show, Wolf and Luke, on a Friday. You know, Wolf, as you were... Not answering Aaron's poll question before, but then somehow on an existential level, you were answering the question. I kind of pulled that from the fire, did I not? You, you did, and actually, you made a pretty good point. Like, how much of this is the Suns beating themselves? Because we were talking before the show, and maybe it was even during the show. I don't know. Everything's a blur. It's Friday. And, you know, you, you can watch and you can say, man, they, okay, they couldn't stop Luca. And you're like, okay, but nobody's mm-hmm. really stopping Luca. And then it's like, okay, well, they can't stop Kyrie. Well, okay, well, you know, a lot of people can't. But, all right, but they need to be able to stop somebody. Otherwise, sure, you're not you're not going anywhere in the playoffs. So I do wonder how much of it is okay. They played a decent team last night and they lost. That's not the end of the world. But how much of it is it feels like they're still kind of holding back a little bit? Yeah, you know, for me, once again, you can say you know they didn't stop Luca and everything, and and you're right about that. Ultimately, of course, but. You know, the talent that this team has, and I realize Bradley Beal did not play base and earnings. I understand that. But it was the fourth quarter issue once again. If you want to boil it down right now, it was the second half. They came out of the tunnel at, at halftime, and <laughs> suddenly the Mavericks went on a 15 to nothing run, period, right out of the gate. And then the fourth quarter came rolling around, and guess what? The same thing happened. The Suns scored 22 points. 22 points in the fourth quarter. They were a a net minus five in that fourth quarter. And, you know, I mean, Luke, this is, we've seen this over and over and over again. And I think if you were to go back and look at where the Suns have played some good teams, I think the reason why they lost games was in the fourth quarter against those good teams. Right now, they're 15 and 16 against teams that are 500 or better. Man, that's 
that's kind of foreboding, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I mean, you know, last night again was another example of the Suns hit 15 threes, Dallas hit 19. The Suns turned the ball over 16 times, Dallas only turned it over 10. You know, uh, it's it, it, turnovers, getting out rebounded, and or getting beaten from they're, they're three. They're getting outplayed in the fourth quarter. But those three categories have really stung the Suns in losses this season. It's not always all three. Last night, it was really just those two. I mean, the rebounding was pretty even. Each team had, what, the Suns had 11 offensive boards. Dallas had 10. Total rebounds were 41-39. That's yeah, fine. right. But, you know, 16 turnovers to 10, and Dallas getting hitting four more threes, that's an additional 12 points. You can just, ta- I mean, they won the game by 13, or they won the game by 10, and there's 12 points right there. It's... How many times this season, you're the stat guy, how many times this season <laughs> has the other team attempted more shots than the Suns? I mean, it's it's yeah. it's such a basic thing, but it's obviously not easy to fix because they certainly know it's an issue. A lot of nights the Suns outshoot the opponent and lose because the other team had more shots. Are, are you ready for another little anecdotal piece of information right yeah, here? Are I'm, gonna write, this I'm writing now? this one down. You, you're going to write this down? Understand this, Space and Orleans. The Suns lost their 11th game after leading at the half. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear this one? No, but okay. it but it it tracks. The the Suns lost their 11th game after leading at the half. Only the Washington Wizards have lost more games after leading at the half. See, <laughs> now think about that for a minute. I I find it hard to believe because that implies the Wizards have led at the half at least twelve times. Right, and exactly. that that part's hard yep, for me to really wrap my head around. Only the Washington Wizards have lost more games after leading Man. at the half. And if See, you now what the, what does that what does that tell a, you? Just a disturbing stat. It is. You can't ever feel good, strong first half, and you can't be like, all right, this this. I don't know if there's a stat to quantify this one, Wolf, but how many times? Watching the Suns this season, did you feel like in the third quarter, all right, they've won. This game's over. They can just coast. You know what I mean? Yes. Not, not that they can coast, but like there's no stress that they're going to win. It's happened, but it feels like it's happened like three times. Yeah. You know, and there was most years, like two years ago, it felt like the Suns had these games wrapped up and you felt good they were going to win. Like, I don't know, 64 times one season. So for me, that that stat that I just gave you, Basinonians, that is alarming so when it matters the most, the Suns are not playing well? Is is that what we're to understand? And I wonder if you go back and look at it, and I don't know what it is based on earnings, but if you go back and look at those 11 losses, I wonder if they were against 500 or better teams. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just how many of those were against 500 or better teams? Because that has given them issues all season long. They have underperformed when they've played the better competition in the association. And their record says it. And you are what your record says. There's Frank Vogel after the game. Well, we didn't start the third quarter uh, with enough attentiveness. And um, you know, obviously we gave up that 15-0 or 16-0 run. You know, so uh, we had some lost possessions offensively, and then you know, Luca got going. Luca against the five man is a is a difficult coverage, you know, and he, he burned us three straight times on it. And we had a transition three and a offensive rebound three, you know, that uh, you know led to that run. Um, so we got to be better there. And you know, obviously, uh, we did get a little too stagnant uh, offensively with with ISO ball, but we just we didn't execute what we were looking to do well enough. Um, we had some breakdowns of what we were supposed to do, so. Um, you know, got congested, 
you know, when we were trying to attack, uh, we didn't space appropriately. So it uh, led to some tough possessions. But, you know, I'm happy with how, uh, how our guys battled, but it wasn't good enough tonight. It's one of those things, too, Wolf. It's like, okay, it's halftime. Suns are up 63-60. I'm going to make some food, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sit back down. All right. Okay. Well, you know, I've been kind of paying attention. I missed uh, three minutes. Okay. Well, they're down by 13 now. Yeah. They went from 63-60 to 63-76 in three minutes and two seconds. Look, I wrote it in my notes as I was watching the game, basically. And when they went on that 16, it was a 16-0 run because of that free throw. There was a free throw that was involved in there it's as Dallas, well. there's always a free throw. Uh, yeah, exactly. A 16-0 run. The sun's intensity level was swirling in a bowl. And doesn't sound good. No. And um, to have the lead at the half the way that they did, of course, and they led by as much as 11 in that first half, um, this is what bothers me. The, the Suns look like a team that felt in control, Luke, and played like it to start that third quarter. And complacency is a horrible master. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to remember... That they are nineteen and eight since Christmas, and I'm trying to remember the last time they lost to Dallas. It seemed to wake something up in them, and I'm trying to remember that was the first game out of the All Star break, and there were plenty of shaky performances around the NBA in the first game back from the All Star break. But it's not the only time we've seen a game like that this season. No, it is not. And but but man, am I glad to hear you say that, Luke? Seriously, because th- this is one of the reasons why I do respect you as much as I do, and <laughs> I'm being a hundred percent serious right. here. It's just the fact that you're willing to look at that. It's it's about being fair. See, the the problem is where it's unfair with me is where my expectation level is. This is my expectation level is okay. Nineteen and seven. Nineteen and seven in those twenty six games. Man, my expectation level is even better than that yeah. for the Phoenix Suns because of the talent that they have because of. How much I I think of Frank Vogel as a coach. All of this stuff, the goodness that is here right now, my expectation level is out of whack when it comes to the Phoenix Suns. It's not like some of these others. It's not like going into the Cardinals last season, my big red, who I love. It's not like going into last season and thinking, man, if they can win four games, this is going to be... is going to be a good year, right? That that was the expectation level. For the Phoenix Suns, my expectation level is way up here. And rightfully so. I don't want to lower the bar on that. But I think maybe I'm going to have to. Well, to be fair, I was not... Uh... I was not so level-headed during the game last night. Let's just put it that way. You know yep. what I mean? Because I'm with you on the expectations. I guess I'm just at the point now where they're not going to be able to meet them or fall short of them until the playoffs for me because they can't win a championship in February. They can sure make you question if they're even going to get anywhere near the third round of the playoffs yeah, in see, February. I, I think the last 26 games are going to tell us, like, I, I want to see the last one because I think they're really going to be an indicator as to what we might see in the postseason. Well, we're definitely going to find out if they're better than Houston because they play them tonight <laughs> and then they play them next Thursday and next Saturday. Okay. Three times in, like, the next eight days. Nice. Uh, have you subscribed to the Wolf and Luke Show podcast? Subscribe right now on your iPhone or Android. You'll never miss any of the show. It's the Wolf and Luke Show podcast brought to you this week by your Valley Chevy dealers. When we come back 
When are the Bears going to make a decision on Justin Fields? And when is he going to know what the decision is? It's going to impact the rest of the draft almost certainly. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Sons of the Rockets. We start pregame coverage at 5 on Arizona Sports 98.7 and the Arizona Sports app. Welcome back to the show. It is Wolf and Luke on a Friday afternoon. Wolf, you've been remarkably dialed in for a Friday afternoon. Really? You're doing math on the air. You've got to snap pretty much every segment. Can I go back and actually listen to that beautiful part of the program? When was that, Mal? When did we actually do the Ron Wolfley and numbers segment? 11-15. And you know what? <laughs> it's your lucky day because it'll be up on YouTube shortly. <laughs> wow, look at oh, that. Oh, no, stop it, please. So everybody can watch everybody All get right. folded into a pretzel. <laughs> can I just tell you right now, I butchered it, ladies and gentlemen. But that's not a surprise to anyone who knows me. No, but the numbers thing is, don't really jibe with Wolfley. You you were good, and then Words do. then you got greedy, and oh, you were yeah, like, you I had this it. cool stat, and you're like, well, if you if you multiply the hypotenuse by the square root of time, I was like, what? I got a little cocky. Is it? But see, it's a great lesson to us all. Is yes, it not? Thank you for teaching us a lesson that none of us understood because every number on the well, planet think about it, my young crunks. You get cocky, and all of a sudden, it blows up in your face. All of a sudden, never forget that you're throwing out numbers that aren't even really numbers. Uh, all right. Oh no, they were numbers. <laughs> you just couldn't understand them. Uh, they were numbers from a different planet. This is uh, Justin Fields. All right. So look, we're looking at uh, we're looking at the Cardinals, right? Okay. How you know what's are they going to be able to get Marvin Harrison Jr. Blah blah blah. Okay. What are the Bears going to do? That's going to impact it. Well, the, you know, every team is like, are the Bears taking Caleb Williams? Or is he going to be there for Washington? Or is somebody trading up and they're going to take him instead of the Bears? Well, everybody's wondering that. And Wolf, you would figure Justin Fields is uh, probably wondering that too. Yeah. And it sounds like he is. It sounds like he's kind of over it, actually. It, it sounds like he's he's kind of, it was funny because we were talking about this very thing right there. Remember when he, he wiped his Instagram or something mm-hmm. like that? His social Scrubbed, media? Yeah. Scrubbed it. That's yeah. what it is. You don't wipe your Instagram? You can, I guess. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? He you dry scrub- cleaned his Instagram? He, he tried to scrub it, basically. <laughs> That's what he did right there. And Wiping it's not strong enough. We, he scrubbed Remember, it. we speculated. Oh, man, I wonder if he's in on this whole thing, right? He's just trying to <laughs> He's just trying to make everyone think out there, hey, you know what? Um, maybe the Bears are going to draft Caleb Williams. So the price tag for you who want to move up to number one just went up, right? Yeah. So we were we were talking about that very thing. Now I'm starting to think that no longer applies. <laughs> well, I think what we are seeing is legitimate, legitimately a breakup in the making. Yeah. So Lauren Koval, the assistant producer of Burns and Gambo, also known as Pixie, I found out from her that not only did Justin Fields unfollow the Bears on social media, she did too. Justin Fields' Instagram account for his dog unfollowed the Bears. Now, so his dog's Instagram account unfollowed the Bears. Come on, that's okay. That's so. If your dog is scrubbing his or her Instagram account, yeah, that's saying something. Yeah, you're in trouble right there. And it wasn't. Didn't Caleb Williams have a line where he like just wanted to go home and sit with his dog? Remember that during well, after everybody they lost wants to do that. Yeah, that's true, that, but, he, but he said it during yeah. a game or after a game, uh, or just be comforted by his mother, of course. 
I, I don't know if he said that. Well, he definitely said something about the dog. Yes. So did oh, his yeah, dog? I was trying so hard, mommy. <laughs> I was trying so hard, and I tried playing hard, did and I lost. This is going knock up on YouTube. It off. It's going right next to your math lesson. Can I tell you right now? Knock it off. I was building to a very important question, and that question is this: Did Caleb Williams' dog start following the Bears on Instagram? That's that's the next step. That's what we need to know. <laughs> You're both looking at me like I'm not speaking I, English. Do you understand what I just did? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I went there. You did, Caleb Williams. You absolutely did. Balling his brains out. I'm really not sold on Caleb Williams. Well, it wasn't a it wasn't a great season. I would say his stock was higher before this. And do you honestly think the Bears, the Bears? <laughs> Will pick Caleb Williams at number one, or will they find a way to pick Drake May or mess something up? I well, yes. <laughs> if that's my last option, yes, they'll mess it up somehow. Yes, I don't think the Bears can take another quarterback from North Carolina, no matter how good he is. After the whole Mitch Trubisky thing, and I don't think they can pass on Caleb. I think the only way the Bears can justify passing on Caleb Williams is if they just keep Justin Fields. I don't think you can pass on him and draft somebody else. Yeah, I, once again, um, now we're starting to get some more and more information about this. It does appear to be a wedge that is being driven between Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. You know what we do with Would wedges? Would you agree with that? We right? bust the wedges. We, we bust them. Of course we do. Thank you to all wedge busters well, you're, you're Thank welcome. you, wedge busters. You're welcome. Don't worry about it. But you get my point right now. It's starting to feel like maybe there is a little bit of fire that is going on right here. Maybe it's legit. You know, for me, I am the grassy knoll, basically. I immediately go to some type of conspiracy <laughs> that is going on here. It's not like some you type all. of plan from man, a man's plan, and what it is he's going to do, and how they can actually leverage even more potential out of that first round pick. That number one overall pick. But now I'm starting to question myself openly on that. I think Justin Fields really is a little put off by the Chicago Bears. Why might he be a little put off? If you play this out, Wolf, like... Because somebody told him. Somebody had to, right? Or he, he caught wind of something because... He caught wind of something. Realistically, he's not going to get traded before draft night, right? Because if you trade him before draft night, everybody knows what you're doing. I, I guess if you have no, the first no, pick no. and you're taking Caleb Williams, it, it doesn't it, really matter. It all depends on what somebody offers you. We all, right? yeah. It always comes back. But you're going to get a lot more for the first pick than you would for Justin Fields. Yes, absolutely. This Caleb is, Williams, by the painting of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes. Are you going to do your impression of Caleb Williams again? I'm sure we have that. Did I'm you sure hear that? By the it. painting of my thumbs. Did you get that? No. <laughs> Not Explain the pricking. The why, why the painting? The paint. Well, he paints his nails. Painting of your thumbs? Is that what you said? <laughs> By the painting of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes. All I've wanted to do for 10 minutes is play this kind of Justin <laughs> Fields on the 33rd Team Podcast. Here we go. Bro, I'm glad we're talking about it because people, why do people take social media so serious? Like, but like why, why are you following the Bears? This and that. Like, I still mess with the Bears. This and that. I'm just trying to take a little break. I, I'm following the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Unfollowed the NFL, too. Does this mean Justin Fields is going to play baseball next year? Okay, so 
Something else actually happened, though, right? I mean, there was some other scrubbing that went on. Was there not? It wasn't just him. His dog, too. His dog, yeah. And your little dog, too. <laughs> okay, so again, uh, why would you? Why would he do that? Why? Seriously. Apparently, I don't the... want the bears on my dog's account. Yeah, I don't Knock want my dog. It. My dog needs a break from Justin football. Fields, no, no offense, but I am having a hard time believing you. Uh, he he said the other quote was, "It's something I don't want to see on my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see football." And guess what? Uh, the social media discourse is either keep fields, we want fields, it's either draft Caleb Williams, I'm tired of hearing the talk, I just want it to be over. It's not going to be over for a while. <laughs> uh, that last part was me, sorry, unquote. It's not going to be over for a while. Yeah, okay. Yeah, clarify that, <laughs> yeah, Luke. Make sure that he didn't say that. I'll start reading numbers again. And that was, No, don't do that. That was Justin Fields' quote, too. That wasn't his dog saying that. Um, when we come back, what do the Suns need to do tonight to beat the Rockets? We're going to ask their broadcaster. Kevin Ray joins us next for Game Day with K-Ray. It's Wolf and Luke at Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Catch it in from the corner. Wolf and Luke. Brings the boom. And catching bodies on his way to the rack. Sons. Game day with K-Ray. I'm ready for whatever. I'm ready for whatever. All right, Sons, right back at it tonight. Not wasting any time. Got to get into the meat of this Houston Rockets schedule they have coming up. Kevin Ray is joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line for Game Day with K. Ray. K, what's going on? Gentlemen, a happy Friday to you. Yes, indeed, Gay. We're all jacked up, as you can imagine right now. Are you jacked up? Are you ready to go on a Friday? I am. I am uh, I am refueled, refreshed, and ready to roll, Wolf. So, Kay, tell me about your expectation tonight. What do you expect to see? Game two of the final 27 as we like to count. We're counting it down game by game. Your expectation tonight, what do you want to see? Well, you know, you, you want to see a team that comes out with um, – you know, a little little anger, um, and certainly you know some force and, and physicality. That that kind of you know goes without saying. But you know, you look back at that that game last night, and you know, you tip your cap to Luca. I mean, he was you know he was Luca, um, and Kyrie, you know, showed you just how special he can be. But all that being said, um, it was a, another game, guys. That unfortunately you can point to one statistic as for the, the reason that the Suns lost. And it was, it was turnovers and points converted as a result. And, you know, you, you hate to keep sounding like a broken record, but mm-hmm. um, we were having this conversation last night. If you go back and, and you look at the Suns' losses, and not every single one of them, but of those 23 losses, I would, I would venture a guess that if you broke it down and let's say even 10, of those 23 losses and you peeled back the shooting percentages, you peeled back rebounding, you could look directly at turnovers and points scored off of those turnovers as the primary culprit. And last night was, I mean, just another unfortunate, you know, glaring example, a 29 points scored off of 16 turnovers. You lose by 10. I mean, it's pretty simple math. All the other numbers, Suns were, you know, even or better than the Mavericks. 
We're talking to Kevin Ray, and you're right, Kay. I, I think the fact that, that we sound like a broken record on it is probably the story, right? Because I'm sure Frank Vogel sounds like a broken record in that room, too. Um, I'm going to ask you about Houston, and just know that I'm also going to ask you about Houston next Thursday, and I might even just call you off the air and ask you about Houston next Saturday, too, because it's the only team they play for a while. <laughs> Perfect. What, what, what have you seen from, from the Rockets this year, and what can the Suns expect tonight? Well, it's a team that got out of the gates quickly. Um, you know, new coach, uh, you know, young talent is continuing to, you know, mature and grow together. So they got out of the gates quickly and everybody's like, oh, wow. You know, uh, are, are the Rockets the new OKC? Are, are they going to, you know, fight their way into a playing situation? It certainly looked like that early on. You know, I had a nice little winning streak going, but unfortunately, uh, reality has, has set in for this Rockets team and they have hit skids over the last, you know, couple of weeks, certainly going into the all-star break. They played last night, lost to an Orleans team that is healthy and trending in, you know, the, uh, the, the right direction of your Pelicans fan, but we'll talk about that, you know, on another day. So th- this is a, a Houston team that, you know, should likely take the floor, the same mindset that the Suns did which is being a little agitated. You know, you, you don't want to lose your, your last game before the All-Star break, and you don't want to lose the first game coming out of the All-Star break. So it'll be an interesting set of dynamics on the floor here tonight. Okay, would it surprise you to find out that the Phoenix Suns have a 15-16 and 16 record against 500 or better teams? Uh, not, not completely. I know there's another stat. I think they're nine and 12 against the nine playoff teams, uh, in the West, uh, right now, you know, so those are numbers that certainly don't, um, suggest, you know, championship, Yeah. but I would also, you know, I, I would also remind everyone that, you know, when you when you look at those numbers, let's not forget how many games Bradley Beal missed. You know, Devin Booker has missed, and, and yes, every team deals with injuries. But you know, I think that's when you when you see those numbers, you have to examine them a little bit closer. Um, it's not great, but look, this is a team that we're going to find out a lot about their championship, you know, potential and pedigree because, as we said, this team has the most difficult schedule remaining right. um you know through the regular season so we're going to find out if they are you know if they are prepared and ready for you know a long postseason gauntlet See, but you look at this Houston you look at this Houston team well since you you know since you bring it up you know this is the kind of team that you've got to take advantage of now right cuz you play them three more times as, as Luke brought up so if if you want to get yourself in a position to you to you know to chase and be in a position to grab that number four spot at least, these are the games that you've got to win. This one and the next two when you face Houston. Yeah, the only reason why I brought that up, Kay, because I was moving towards the fact that they play eighteen times. They're going to play teams in the last twenty six games. Eighteen times they're going to play teams that are five hundred or better. You know, this yeah. is going to be a great test for them going forward. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And look, in, in many ways, you, you know, I know from a fan's perspective, it was like, yeah, but gosh, oh my, you know, it's the toughest schedule. Well, look, if, if, if you want to get ready for the playoffs, right. then you, you'd rather have the schedule now versus, you know, having it built in early in the schedule. And then you're finishing the season with cupcakes. So, 
So you have a better understanding as a coach, as a player, okay, these are the adjustments that we've got to make accordingly, you know, because as we know, playoffs is all about matchups. So you're going to get you're going to get some early indicators into what those matchups could look like in the postseason, and therefore what you need to do to you know better arm yourself for success. We're talking to Kevin Ray. Uh, Kay Nurk ended up playing about 20 minutes last night. It looked like they tried to go small a little bit, but they didn't have Bradley Beal, so it didn't totally work. How much of these final 26 games now? Do you think is still Frank Vogel just trying to figure out his rotations and tinker with the lineup? I know, as you just said, a lot of it's going to come down to who they play in the first round as far as matchups and everything. But it seems like there's still a lot up in the air here with 26 games to go. Yeah, I mean, there really is. You know, we we all had this uh, vision when the season began about you know, what it would look like and, you know, who, who was going to be, who were going to be the, the four guys coming off the bench? Um, who were those, you know, those core guys that we could, could count on. And, you know, here we are, as you guys said, 27 games left in the season and we're still, and coach Frank Vogel is still trying to figure it out. And now you've added two more pieces. You get Royce O'Neal, uh, three more pieces, I should say, you know, David Roddy. And then now you pick up Thaddeus Young. So, uh, unfortunately, I think the the experimentation will continue, and that will only be kind of exacerbated by who's available uh, in relation to to injuries. So you know, you you really hope that the team can remain as healthy as possible, if for no other reason than to give this coaching staff a sense of like, all right, this is the this is the pairing that works with this. This is the pairing that works with that. Uh, because if, if, if it continues to be kind of herky jerky in terms of, you know, you know, one of the, the big three missing three games here, four games there, you know, God forbid five games there, then you, you've really, you know, not been able to take that, that next big step that you need to in order to, I think, fully crystallize what a postseason rotation is going to look like. Hey, Kay, I know back in your younger days, of course, you were a brawler. Not a lot of people know that. <laughs> um, <laughs> let, me just, <laughs> let me just say your, your thoughts on Isaiah Stewart being suspended for three games for punching Drew Eubanks. Your thoughts on it. Uh, well, you know, I, I really thought it would be more. I thought you know, I thought at a minimum uh, it should have been five games. I mean, I don't care if it happened on the floor or not. I mean, it happened in an NBA arena. It happened in front of security. It happened on videotape, for crying out loud. Right. Um, so, you know, I felt it, it could have and should have been five games. Um, and then the other thing I would say is, uh, you know, schedule him, put it, put him in the ring with an actual fighter and see if he wants to throw hands <laughs> next time. Okay. Great stuff, man. <laughs> like you at the Mason jar. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Big guy. Wow. We love you, Kev. Thank you. Thanks, Kev. Have a great one, boys. Right, that's Kevin Ray joining us right there on the Arizona sports line. Uh, by the way, Wolf, you know who led these sons in plus minus last night? Saban Lee, a plus 10. Wow. So there goes Royce O'Neal. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, we come back. The Cardinals, so much talk about what they're going to do at number four. How is that going to impact what they do at number 27? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.